But now I have to sacrifice because so that you can go do your thing, so that you can go live your dream, so you can go impact more people, right? So balancing is sacrifice. Sometimes it's 90-10, sometimes it's 70-80, sometimes it's 50-50, sometimes it's zero to 100, you know, but the key is that we just have a hard posture to sacrifice for each other, to love on each other, to you know, make things happen for one another, right? And also to be teaching the kids too. You know, I've been having conversation with the kids too to also, you know, contribute to the business too. Be modest for it, like it, comment on our stuff, right? Because it's a family game, it's a family spot, right? Because mm-hmm. the family that sacrifice together, they stay together and they win together, right? So sacrifice is the big thing. If yeah. you are an entrepreneur, you your spouse or your loved ones or your children, everybody will have to sacrifice some time so that everybody wins in the relationship and wins in your entrepreneurship goals. Hello, New Rich Nation. Good to see you all today. So excited about this topic on this episode uh if this is your first time watching don't let it be your last time this is the number one show for entrepreneurs and for creators where we help you build successful online businesses your personal finance entrepreneurship and everything else in between uh, i'm your host Uyi abraham and i was a guy that came from to america with just a hundred dollars and a suitcase of clothes and i built an eight-figure business and here's my co-host Dr. Faith Abraham, welcome New Rich Nation. Awesome. We're so excited about this topic today. So before we get into it, so how was your week, babe? My week was fantastic, babe. I got a mini vacation of mini, sorts. Mini vacation of sort. Okay. Mini vacation of sort. Okay. That don't add well to what, that. What's, what's up with that? Of sorts, break it down for yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> of sorts, meaning that I yeah. wasn't home doing my regular, usual runarounds and mom things and uh-huh. wife things, but I was away okay. and I was still working. But so it was like a mini vacation of sorts. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> How about you? How was your week? So, of course, you obviously went on this mini vacation by yourself. I did. And so that <laughs> made me the designated uh, chef, babysitter, uh, cook, cleaner, mm-hmm. encourager, counselor, coach, uh, everything in chauffeur. between. Chauffeur. Every, uh, volleyball dad. Volleyball soccer dad, dad, dad. And everything in between while you were All of that. <laughs> Yeah. And financier, because them kids is expensive. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and, and I was trying to make up, I was trying to like, you know, be the, such a great dad to them and make them enjoy every time we spend together. So I was taking them out, breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner, kind of they like eating out. So I was like, get whatever you want. So I try to be a super dad and stuff, you know. So that was, that was good. And I think it just also on a personal, it just kind of also helped me to, appreciate you so much in two in two ways you know mm-hmm. one was when you're not around it's just different Aww. so i just i missed you a lot Aww. while you traveled and the second thing was a deeper appreciation of what you do 
for the kids and with the kids. Mm. Because usually when you're around, my something about my brain, I may have to also do with the way I was raised in Nigeria, where men didn't take care of the kids. Women did. So something about my brain just defaults the children's needs and upkeep to you. Mm-hmm. And something about my brain just tells me I need to just be the one to provide and let you handle the kids' stuff. So, but when, you know, the couple of days you were gone, my productivity was almost at zero <laughs> because I was being put 20 places. And it was the weekend. Uh, our daughter had volleyball competition as well. Mm-hmm. So just a deeper appreciation to see, wow, all the things you, you know, you handle and still be able to get work done and still be able to get business going. Uh, I mean, you're a superwoman. Oh, thank you. It's and you know I hear that, but then I don't like that title, superwoman, because okay. I'm not like I literally feel like I'm failing my family, I'm failing my husband. Really? Like, oh yeah, I think I say that to my I, that thought comes up. I do cast it down, mm-hmm. but it does come up a lot when you know if if you have to remind me about something or the kids have to remind me about something. Like I know I'm human, but then I'm like on it why didn't I get that done or how come so I don't feel like that at all and a lot of times why do you think that is though I think maybe this topic this episode with us <laughs> balancing entrepreneurship and family yeah it's 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 tough because you want you don't want to be a helicopter parent mm-hmm. but you definitely don't want to be that parent that has their kids grow up super fast um and then I'm just hard on myself, period. Just how I was raised and how I was trained. I'm the oldest of five. So I've just come to that place of where if it's not done, if I want it done right, I have to do it. And if I don't do it, then that means I drop the ball, mm. which then requires a level of perfectionism. I see. And so I just have carried that throughout my life. So that goes to business, that goes to um, being a wife that goes to being a mom that so it's it's like everything so that thought comes up a lot but then I'm always like that's not nice to say so I remind so I check wow. myself I remind myself do you think a lot of women have that same absolutely too? they call it mom guilt wow it's called mom guilt why is it called mom guilt and what is mom mom guilt it's mom guilt is basically like you feel guilty for taking time for yourself you, t- wow. you feel guilty for asking for help because it's like you should be able to do this this is not hard this is and then especially if someone is neurodivergent mm-hmm. so they are ADD uh OCD ADHD uh autistic you know wherever they are in the neurodivergent uh realm there's times where you know you need to clean up, but your executive functioning is like, we're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then so if you trip on some clothes or you trip on something that was on the floor or you, you know, a kid hurts themselves, you're like, see, I told you you're supposed to clean that up. And so mm. you just you feel guilty for not being able to do it all and accomplish it all. And uh, it's just a tough place to be in, but you have to extend grace to yourself and you have to be okay with saying, yeah, I do need help. Or this, this would be a lot better if it didn't all fall on me. Or if, you know, you have a spouse, like I know that that's your default mentally because of 
you know, our upbringing and uh, the Nigerian culture, just the way things are. So I don't fault you for that, but I do try and shake you out of that Mm -hmm. because I don't believe that a a two parent household is supposed to be like that. I know our ancestors did that, but I think it's ridiculous because that woman did not make those kids by herself. And yeah. kids need. And kids need their dad. I don't know why it, this is kids, like. Uh, kids need their dad. They I need mean, a they, father. They need your the father your, in your daughter. Uh huh. The first person that she learns to love her as a man is her dad. Mm-hmm. And so, how you treat her, your conversations with her, your relating with her, all of that stuff is stuff that she's embedding and she's processing within herself. So, when guys walk through, oh, you're so beautiful, you so sexy, you so this, you just, she's not moved because her daddy told her that every single day. Exactly. She don't care. Okay, I know. What else? <laughs> so now she has a different standard within herself and a yeah. requirement. That's just the daughter, the sons. The sons learn how to be a man from their father. Yeah. So if the dad doesn't cry, they don't cry. Mm-hmm. If they're if the dad is lazy, quote unquote, then they're lazy. lazy. If they if they see the dad abusing the mom, then that's what they inevitably end up doing. If the dad is an angry, very you know, uh, flippant, emotionally unavailable. That's how those men will be as well. We are products of our environment and we do whatever it is that was modeled for us Mm -hmm. until we now take the step of reprogramming ourselves and reprogramming our mind to be something different than what we've seen. What's on your heart today? Imposter syndrome is killing me right now. My friend told me about Vonza, so... I think I can start a business online and it will sell, but. Okay, okay, slow down, slow down, slow down. Um, thanks for sharing that with me. Now tell me, what is this, um, this Vonza that you mentioned? Vonza is an online platform Vonza. where you can upload online courses, digital online and physical platform. products, and Share basically everything you need to knowledge. run an online business. Uh, Doc? Aren't you supposed to be helping me with the whole fear and doubt thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, sure, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, first, uh, how do I sign up for this uh, Vonza? Go to Vonza.com, but are you not going to help me? Oh, well, uh, <clears throat> it looks like uh, that, that's a good session for today. And... Uh, <clears throat> but wait, I... Therapy? Start your business online. Create online courses, digital products, e-commerce, funnels, and more. Start your 14-day free trial today at Vonza.com. Wow, it's so powerful because um, a lot of people, they struggle with entrepreneurship and marriage and balancing it with the family. So I think it's a very, very good topic to talk about. And so we can also be transparent and vulnerable to really give value to the nearest nation, our audience, on how we, val- how we try to balance it. I don't think we are perfect at it. I don't think anybody will ever be perfect when it comes to balancing entrepreneurship and marriage and mm-hmm. family, you know, but we do try to balance it. And maybe I can also speak for myself too. I, even though I default in my mind, it's not even intentionally. There's just right. something about when my wife is there, my brain just goes to sleep in some way concerning you know, doing the run around with the kids or whatever that is, you know, and I just feel like my prim- my top prim- pa- priority when you are there is to 
be that provider and that protector, right? And I'm sure for you to your top priority too is now, oh, let me provide and protect when I'm there is let me yeah. make sure the kids are okay. So you just kind of that male-female dynamic that's also kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, one thing that uh, I'm definitely trying to do more is, you know, spending more time, you know, mm-hmm. not just be so walk, 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 provide, 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 but also to the balancing too. Okay, all right. You know, doing at least two dates a week, you know, mm-hmm. one lunch and one dinner date with my wife, you know, at least doing one family outing a week, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, the kids are busy now. They have their volleyball, soccer, these different things going on. But at least if it's yeah. school, if it's Saturday or Sunday or Friday, at least one day a week, we all go out as a family without going out to eat or doing some fun stuff, mm-hmm. right? The other thing I also am intending to start doing more too, because as Christians, also too, we've been in ministry. I, you know, it's very important to me that, you know, we raise our children in a Christian way mm-hmm. right not just like the christian way but for them to have their own personal relationship with god mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. uh one of the thing i'm intending now not just i know everybody got bibles on their phone you know but it's also easy to get distracted when you're reading from your phone all these other things notifications coming so try to uh at least take them to bonzo noble which they like thank god where <laughs> you know where they can choose their own favorite bibles so everybody in the house have a paper bible you know, mm-hmm. so at least once a week, we're doing a family Bible study mm-hmm. and the kids council take turns to read the Bible and teach or share from what they understood from the Bible. They also to, you know, Bible study once a week, prayer time once a week or Bible study and prayer time together once a week and just kind of having them develop their personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So our daughter... And she's 16 now. I think two days ago, at the time of this recording, she had posted a scripture on uh, Instagram IG, mm-hmm. Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the scripture right now, but she had posted it on her story. So I messaged her. I was like, wow, that's what my favorite is. You know, I like that. I like that you do that. And, you know, I think she kind of was going through something. So that scripture meant something to her. Mm-hmm. And when she's feeling someone, she tells us to pray for her, which is good, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think I need to do more with that to instill. You say, even the Bible says, raise up a child in the way she goes, that when it's old, it will not depart from you. Mm-hmm. So to be more intentional to instill prayer, Bible study, and the ways of God, and how to behave in a society, how to handle pressure, how mm-hmm. to, you know, how to trust God through things, how to walk by faith, how to, all of these things are very, very important, very. you know, so that's some of my, uh, my, my, my personal goals when it comes to, uh, comes to the children and marriage. So what are some of yours uh, that you've been and probably thinking about? Just too? to tell you, uh, it's just the boys that would need to get a Bible because she got a Brand new one. Mm-hmm. Really? Paper Bible? Paper though? Bible. Okay. That she picked herself for her birthday. So she got money from grandma. Stop and uh, bling. I didn't grandma know that. Did. Yeah. Okay. It's really cute. I'm like, this is definitely her style. <laughs> Bible. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for that. And I, I'm big on, you know, because so my parents are Nigerian we were all five of us were born here. So at home it's Nigeria, but outside is America. Mm-hmm. So it's like one foot in uh, Nigeria, one foot in America. So you get the, the best of both worlds. But um, I could tell that my dad was very entrenched in 
having to start a brand new life over again in a brand new country and just getting his footing and doing some of the things that he would have done very easily back home over here. So that was uh, his focus. He was just like a a typical African man, um, not emotionally available, but he was physically present, but not. Most Nigerian men are not. Yeah, I I didn't (laughs) even say Nigerian. I I said African. Most most Africans. Most men are not. But I would say. It's just kind of worse in Africa because because the culture really suppresses uh, men to be emotional. Yeah, to be emotionally void. Affectionate. Men, the culture shames men for being affectionate. Yes. And if you are an affectionate man over there, yeah, then they you the affection rapper, is... They, they laugh at you, call you nicknames. Yeah. Exactly. And then, so that means you have to get that affection through sex and usually yeah. through casual sex because yeah. you're trying to fill that, that void. So with that being said, um, as the oldest girl and of immigrant parents... It was hard because you had all this responsibility on your head. Yeah. And now, even as an adult, I can tell you, there's sometimes when you guys will ask me for stuff or you want me to do something and I'm just like, I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't feel like it. And it's not that I don't love y'all. It's not that I don't derive joy from serving you as a hubby, Um, you know, loving my kids because they're a blessing. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> from you know being the oldest, I'm tired from and I used to babysit too. Like other kids, kid, other kid, other people's kids were my kids or my I, I was their big sister or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just that fatigue is on and I'm like, "I so to answer your question, I really want the boys to be emotionally intelligent." What and they don't have mean? to be Yeah, okay. So, you know, be Okay with um, feeling their emotions, feeling their acknowledging emotions, they have emotions, okay. um, expressing those emotions. If that emotion is through anger, cool. Let's go punch something. Let's go run. Let's go work out in the gym. Um, if that's sadness, if you feel like crying, go ahead and cry. Let it out. If, if it's a tear, okay. If it's a lot of tears, okay. You know, if you just need a hug, cool. You just need silence or you just want to rant and just just get it out i want my boys to be emotionally intelligent so that their spouses can have a soft place to land and then they too have a soft place to land their kids will not be traumatized for the lack of emotional intelligence in their father yeah so it's a generational thing here that I'm wanting to really instill in them. And then for my daughter, you know, she's a lot like me. I'm just, I, (laughs) how I was raised. I'm just not so affectionate. I'm just not an affectionate person. If I'm not too touchy feely, like I love a hug. If I meet you and I like you off the rip, I'm going to hug you. Yeah. I'm I'm not a shaker. I'm going to hug you. I shake because pleasantries, but if I like you, I'm just going to hug you. But that's about it. Don't don't be touching my leg. Don't touch my. Sh- don't just leave me alone. Don't touch me. <laughs> I've gotten better because of you, and because of our youngest, because he's very touchy feely. Mm-hmm. But I really want her to. Um, so I think I passed that on to her, or that's like her personality. So I want her to be okay with healthy um, touching, being able to have boundaries, but 
knowing that it's okay to be expressive and express your emotions. So her emotional intelligence as well, because I think I just adopted that as my personality, just based off of what I went yeah. through. Yeah, environment and experience are and very, experience. very powerful. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So now, what other tips and do you think, uh, you know, what, what I want to share more tips on for maybe entrepreneurs and that are married. Yeah. Or one person is married and the other person is an entrepreneur and they're trying to find more information, more tips on balancing. So what would you, what, what tip could you think of right now that would kind of help them in the area of, you know, better balancing, which is really, really hard to do. And, yeah, you know, and if I just, to be honest, I don't even know if it's, if it's possible to totally balance anything in life, no. especially entrepreneurship and marriage, I think uh, maybe I'll share this tip first and you can kind of share, sure. you know, what else you want to share. So for me, I think, I think it's really sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, because to do what we want to do or achieve in life is going to require a lot of time to devote to that thing, a lot of money to devote to that thing, a lot of, you know, different type of sacrifice, you know? And so maybe to kind of help somebody that is watching right now and they are trying to get a tip. One of the tips I'll share with you right now is that before you can balance family and entrepreneurship, you have to also be ready to sacrifice Mm -hmm. and everybody must sacrifice. That's one of the way we've balanced it, you know, because when we were starting out, we didn't have a VC give us money. We didn't have a dad, mom or uncle or auntie or some rich person gave us money to start business. We started from scratch, literally scratch. And I came to America with just a hundred dollars and a suitcase of clothes. But we got married. We didn't, we didn't have any money. I don't even know if we had $2,000 to our name. I don't think so. So we didn't have anything when we got started. So when we started having our children and stuff, one of the things that we taught them to was sacrifice for them to understand that their parents are entrepreneurs, especially their dad, you know, so there's going to be some soccer you know, things I'm going to miss. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some volleyball lessons I'm going to miss. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some time that they need me, but I just will not be able to be there for them, you know, you know, because I have to also go bring the bread to help pay the bills as well, you know. But I have to be there most of the time. If I can be there for them 90% of the time, I think that's a good pass. But there are going to be some other times to whereby they're going to sacrifice so that we can do that. Definitely. And the same thing with you too. You sacrifice many, many times too for us to be able to get to where we need to be, right? And then even though I was so busy when you just spoke at the TEDx, your first TEDx, congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, it was a very busy season where so much that we were planning to do so much on my plate and stuff. But now I have to sacrifice because so that you can go do your thing so that you can go live your dream. So you can go impact more people. Right. So balancing is sacrifice. Sometimes it's 90, 10, sometimes it's 70, 80, sometimes it's 50, 50, sometimes it's zero to a hundred, you know, but the key is that we just have a hard posture to, sacrifice for each other to love on each other to you know make things happen for one another right and also to be teaching the kids to you know i've been having conversation with the kids to to also you know contribute to the business to be modest for it like it comment on our stuff right because it's a family game it's a family spot right because mm-hmm. the family that sacrifice together they stay together and they win together right so sacrifice is the big thing if you are an entrepreneur you your spouse or your loved ones or your children 
everybody will have to sacrifice some time so that everybody wins in the relationship and wins in your entrepreneurship goals. What do you think? Yeah, I love that. And I, uh, you know, everybody does different stuff in the house. So, you know, sometimes you got to come to practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to go to practice. Uh, 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 uh. In this family, we suck it up. We sacrifice for each other. Yeah. Because when her, when her, like, one person's sports season is on, another one is off. But when yours is on, you're going to want your sister to be there. You're going to want your brother to be there. You want them to be complaining about you. And, yeah. you know, so, yeah, that sacrifice is a big deal. I would also say for families, um, enlist help. Enlist help. That's a good one. Enlist too. help. Another one is enlist help. <laughs> I said it three times. And when you enlist help, delegate. Mm. So um, our kids are of age. So now everyone has chores and they are expected to get those chores done when they were younger. Sure. You could let things slide, but now it's like, you got to know you're at the age where you should know. So then that takes stuff off of me Mm. and I can know that my house looks halfway decent. Yeah. Right. Not my standard, but it looks decent. Okay. Um, enlisting help, you know, if you're not, if you're in a city and you have family members, ask them to help out, make them a part of your routine some way, somehow, because as a entrepreneur and mom of three, it's hard. Just like you said, like when I was out of town, your productivity was like in the toilet. That's literally how I feel just about every single day. I'm amazed. (laughs) It's by the grace of God anyway, that I even have a business. Um, but I know I just have a lot of uh, restrictions on how many clients I can take and stuff like that so that I can execute with excellence, still generate income and still give and pour into you guys the way I want to. So I keep and maintain those boundaries, but it would be a lot easier if I had, you know, some family close by, we have family, but they have big families themselves. So can't really rely on them. But I do have um, people who can come in and help me with dinner and help me uh, be with the kids if I have an event or something like that every once in a while. So that helps out. But if you are by your family, take advantage of that. Work that into, you know, the structure of your life and also their lives. If you're not close to family, find people that you love and trust um, or just start getting a, a babysitter, someone that your kids love and see how they can help you to ease some of that off of you so that you can grow and expand. Because if you're trying to do everything, you're going to get nothing done. Wow. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. Yeah. So uh, it's good to um, balance, you know, or at least try to balance it, you know. So I think uh, that's going to be it. Just I think we're giving some real tips, you know, uh, sacrifice, work together, you know, pray mm-hmm. together yeah. and least help. help. I delegate. think just delegate. I just have some tips that will help you to to balance it, you know. Uh, maybe the, the last and final one I can say then maybe if you want to add another one, that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Is to just play the long game. Yeah. Play the long game, That's you know. The mindset. That's yeah, the mindset. play the long game because whatever it is you want or need or desire, man, I just come right away. You know, and uh, sometimes uh, 
you know, families break because, you know, of broken heart or broken dreams or broken, you know, goals, you know, it's pretty long term game, you know, don't fight each other when things go bad, you know, fight together. And that's what Dr. Fit and I've always tried to do when things go hard and things get thrown our face because entrepreneurship is hard. Mm-hmm. Right. Entrepreneurship is not for the weak. It's not for the faint. It's not for just anybody. It's not for one, one, one entrepreneurs. You know, it's entrepreneurship is hard. There's things that's going to come. There's going to be heartbreaks. There's going to be customers quitting on you. There's going to be your staff quitting on you. There's going to be people trying to hack your business. It's going to be all kinds of things that is going to come. You know, but one thing you have to do, shall if you're married or you're in a partnership or whatever is, Always resolve to not fight each other, mm-hmm. but to fight together. I know that is a long game. So when you don't fight each other and you fight together, I know it's a long game and prepare to go to the very last, you're always going to come up on top. I love that. I love that. And be willing to say no. Mm, that's a good one. And just because you say no today doesn't mean you say no tomorrow, but just be willing to say no because whatever you're focusing on is the priority for this season. And then next season, you may be able to say yes. Wow. And that's okay. Say no when you need to say no. Okay. I think that's, this has been a good episode. Uh, I hope that uh, Rich Nation, that the new Rich Nation, that you got something from this episode and uh, you got some value. And um, Please uh, go ahead and share, comment, like, subscribe to this channel. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, New Rich Nation. Bye, New Rich Nation.